0: Welcome back to the Stats of the Show podcast with Grant Rothmeyer and today is episode three, where we will be talking about changes in the MLP between now and in the 1900s. We'll be talking about how players did not have to work, how they did not do baseball all year long, how, they, how the pitchers have been babied recently. How there was no interleague play before 1997, and how the game started in 1838. Our first topic that we'll look at today is just our first big change that I've seen um, with the MLB. Um, So, players used to not be able to work and focus on baseball during the off season. They had jobs like working at stores and restaurants. So what I think about this, like, it's actually kind of like, pull up to a McDonald's, you see Mike Trout there, you know? That just seems so weird at this, um a day and age to see like a player famous player would be at a local store or just a shop like that but now you seeing that would make you think something's up because now players are so devoted to baseball they're um they're just practicing getting better getting stronger getting more talented at the game with all their off-season trainings and then like all spring training and all that stuff in the spring for the MLB that they have to report to. So that's like a year round thing now, now because I mean, even with the international players, they have those leagues down in central America where you see a lot of um, MLB players playing them. And back in the 1900s, you wouldn't see that you'd see the, the best players at that time being work, working at a, restaurant or a store and all that so I think it's just crazy to see that that players you could just see them and that while you're doing your shopping for the day or something then one other thing is that I feel like players would be able to honestly like be better if at back in the old times because then they'd be putting in the work all year long instead of just a season and like a month around that because that's just a short amount of time in order to get your skills up because these people need to have they need to get money from these stores because you didn't get paid that much to play baseball back in the 1900s so that's why you needed that money so that's why you had to work and you couldn't just sit around and practice and in training facilities and all that, so, yeah. Our next topic that we'll be talking about is how pitchers are kind of babied by new managers, and, while back in the 1900s, pitchers were kind of let out, let go. Like, if you're starting, you're pitching the whole game. That's how it was. Um... So, pitchers have not been left to throw a lot of pitches by their managers, with only two pitchers having double digit complete games in the last 20 years. As soon as a pitcher gets into triple digits, you'll usually see managers called to the pen to get someone warmed up because they don't want the pitchers getting tired. Back in the 1920s, pitchers would go out on the mound and they wouldn't leave until the game was over, going over 130 pitches every game, which you do not see that in this season in the past 20 to 30 years with and it's the same rotation that pitchers have now too like they would have five days rest and they would come out and throw 130 pitches five days rest or another 130 pitches now here with our pitchers now we see them throw 90 80 90 sometimes 100 still five days rest so that shows that that the pitchers back in the old days they would they either had better endurance with their arm or maybe they just didn't know about all the health problems it could cause like the tommy john surgeries or just blowing out your elbow so maybe i don't know what it could be it it could be either yeah so i don't know if they knew about all the health issues that could happen or if they just knew that they could just go longer because they had stronger arms Um, The most pitches ever thrown in a baseball game is when a Brooklyn Dodgers pitcher threw a 26-inning complete game with an estimated 360 pitches. His opponent also threw a 26-inning complete game and with 319 pitches. So this goes to show you that they just kept going until the game was over this is a 26 inning game and they kept them out there i don't really i don't know how many runs they gave up but if they had fewer pitches back then so even if they did get into trouble they couldn't really keep them out there forever so that's why they'd keep them in for that whole game and now just think about a pitcher with only 360 pitches that makes people go crazy <laughs> Next we'll be talking about how the schedules have changed with the game developing before 1997, which is a short time ago. There were no interleague matchups. You would just play the same national league opponents for your whole season. Like there'd be no Yankees Dodgers games. That would not be a thing because the leagues were so separate back then. They today they're really merged; they're one whole league. But they used to they started as two different like whole leagues. So that's why they're the National League and the American League. They're completely separate. they players like kind of bonded with like the best in this. Each league would play for the championship, but yet you wouldn't play anyone in the other league until the World Series. Now, but in 1997, there was a strike by players and coaches about how the game was getting too boring and how they wanted to see some changes. So the MLB changed their schedules, and now there's always a guaranteed interleague game every day. So you'll always have a game with a national... Every day, there'll be a game with a national league team playing an American League team you'll see that every day so there's there'll be no more uh, getting bored with playing the same opponents every day all right so the final part of episode three is we'll be talking about how the game of baseball started so the first set of rules for the game of baseball, was published in eighteen thirty-eight by a group of young men called the New York Knickerbocker Baseball Club, with the field shape that we have today and some rules that we have today, like some basic rules like a block and that a runner must be tagged or thrown up. So these are the same basic rules that we've had for almost two hundred years. So kind of shows you how old the game is and how it's so much it's changed like they didn't have all these nice shiny stadiums they had these fields with fences like little leaguers have so speaking of fields the first game of baseball was played in summer of 1846 this is the first technically game of baseball there's probably many more games in 1838 to 1846 but they're not official they're pro- just pickup games and all that this is the first league in the new york new jersey area so it was in 1846 in hoboken new jersey and it was with the new york knickerbocker baseball club playing just the new york baseball club and it was a blowout with the knickerbockers losing 23 to 1 now, you might be wondering how much it's changed. It's changed a lot. Like we see, um, like I said earlier, with pitchers, like, especially in like the first official game of baseball, they didn't really change pitchers. They kept them in all game long. And in 1869, there was a first professional team where you'd get paid to play for this team was the Cincinnati Red Stockings in 1869. The highest paid player on that team was paid $1,400 a year, which is equivalent to about $23,000 a year now. So we see, especially with this new contract that just came out with Seeger, Corey Seeger going to the Texas Rangers, these guys are getting over 30 million dollars a year now this guy it take him about i don't know 200 way more than 200 a lot like double digit lifetimes to get that money so we just see how much like it's grown to become a business and a job like even with all the jobs going around it and for the 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 behind the scenes part like the company for the baseball team like we see the manager we see the um the general manager but all the people behind that that are working for this team the field department operations we see we don't really hear about all those people but you know this has become a whole business organization type of thing going around so after only after one year in Cincinnati, the Red Sox moved to Boston, where most of you know them as the Boston Red Sox. They shortened their name after a newspaper gave them the nickname, so they're the Boston Red Sox, still a team around today. And they formed a the league with eight other teams, and the the teams were their teams from Boston, the Boston Red Sox, their Chicago Philadelphia, New York City, Washington, D.C., Troy, New York, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Cleveland, and Rockford, Illinois. See, a lot of these um, cities are really small. ones. like, there's not, it wasn't as much of a business with the big markets. But now we see almost all, all teams are in these huge cities where they have these huge fan bases like, I don't know how big Troy, New York is, but I bet a stadium, one of the bigger stadiums, can hold more people than Troy, New York. That'll wrap us up on episode three of the Stats of the Show podcast. And I'm Grant Rothmeyer, saying so long, and we'll see you next time.